Say amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, this morning, uh, I want you all to uh, just pretend you're in Africa. That means you can't behave like you're in Canada. Right? And so, Nando, Nando, that means you can shout. Right? <laughs> you can talk to me, guys. We're going to have a conversation this morning about God. The awesome God that we serve. How many of you know that you are fearfully and you are wonderfully mad? Amen? Oh, come on! So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you that your word never comes back void. That your work, your word has to accomplish that which has been set forth to accomplish in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we invite your presence this morning. I pray that God, this morning, you lose what needs to be loosed. Break what needs to be broken in the name of Jesus. Restore what needs to be restored in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes, God, to see what you're doing around us. Open our ears, God, to hear what you're saying to us today, God. In the name of Jesus, we give you permission, God, do what no man can do. Do what only you can do. Father, we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for the anointing in the room today. That, Father, we came one way, but we live different. Because you can't be in the presence of God and stay the same. So we thank you, God, for your presence with us this morning. We thank you, God, for your presence, 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 your presence. We thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. Have your way this morning, God. Hide my flesh, God. Behind the cross, have your way. Receive the glory. Receive the glory. Receive the glory. Receive the glory. Receive the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's read the Bible. Genesis 32. That night, Jacob got up. 32.22. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed the ford of Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, his end over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's ship so that his ship was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. Jacob re replied, I will not let you go until, unless you bless me. Mm. 
The man asked, what's your name? Jacob, he answered. The man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Romans 8.28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Because knowing God is one thing. But understanding who you are in relationship to God, it changes everything about everything, about everything, about everything. Who are you? Who are you this morning? Who are you this morning? Who are you? <laughs> How many of you know that you're wonderfully <laughs> and you're fearfully put together by the creator of the universe, the king of kings and the lord of lords, <laughs> that when he made you, there was nothing lacking in you, that when he put you together, he did a perfect work in you. That when he created you, he took time to form you and put a destiny in you. And then he released you to release what he's put in you. Who are you this morning? Who are you? I know your Siri. <laughs> and your Jeremy. And your Pastor Chuck. So... <laughs> Pastor Chuck, he's definitely African. <laughs> but, but Mrs. Chuck, she's not. <laughs> Anyways, let's, let's talk this morning for about 20 minutes about the things that God is putting on my heart. Um, when you understand who you are in relationship to who God is. Everything in your life changes. When you don't understand, when you know God, but you don't understand who you are in relationship to the Father, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, the one who has called you, you stay in the same mess every day. And some of us here this morning, we have been in the night season for far too long. It is time to understand who God is and who you are 
in relationship to who God is to you because that's going to transform your life. We sang about freedom this morning. We talked about freedom this morning. Justin prophesied about freedom this morning. Those are just not pretty words. Jesus actually died for you to have freedom. Jesus actually paid the highest price so that every struggle that will come your way, you can walk out of it and say, but God, if it be for me, nobody can be against me. Those are not pretty words. You can live this morning changed or you can live the same. The choice is up to you. You are a powerful person. You choose. You choose. You choose whether or not you're going to change the atmosphere around you. You choose whether or not you're going to walk in the freedom that God has put in your life. You choose whether or not you're going to step into the destiny and purpose for your life. You choose. You are a powerful person. The choice is up to you. Heaven is open. But you have to make a choice. So Jacob, right from when he's young, before he's born in his mother's womb, he's wrestling. He's wrestling. He's wrestling with his twin. He's wrestling because he wants to come out fast. He's wrestling because he's saying, look at me. What about me? I am the one. Not my twin. I need to, so so his, his brother is trying to come out and Jacob is pulling him back in. Jacob was his mother's favorite. Esau was his father's favorite. Jacob, he was a trickster. He was a liar sometimes. He had a bunch of wives. It's in the Bible. He stole his brother's birthright. Jacob wanted to marry his cousin Rachel, but he was tricked into marrying Leah. So he agreed to work for seven more years to marry Rachel. Jacob agreed that his uncle, agreed with his uncle that as a payment, he would take all the livestock that had little dots, right? And uh, because of the favor of God uh, on Jacob's life, from that day forward, most of the livestock that were born had these dots. So he left his uncle's house, an extremely rich man. He left in the night, he took all his possessions, he took his, his two wives, like we read before, and he went. And the Bible says that night, he got up and he left. And he sent everything of value to him, to Jebok, and then Jacob was left alone with God. I wonder sometimes if the reason that we can sing I surrender all and only surrender 
is because we don't understand who we are in relationship, relationship to who God is in our lives. I wonder sometimes if the reason why we can come here and talk about the God of the breakthrough and still walk in, in the same mess we came in with is because we lack understanding in terms of who God is. I wonder sometimes if we come every Sunday looking for prophetic word but you've already had 20 and you're yet to walk in one of them. Is it because that you don't understand who God is and who you are in relationship to, the, to God? The Bible says in Hebrews 11, 11, by, and by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing earring, was in the earring, bearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who made the promise. She considered him faithful who made the promise. She considered him faithful who made the promise. She knew that she could count on the one who made the promise. She knew that she could stand on the word of the living God who never fails. She knew that God was able to do exceedingly and that God was able to do abundantly and that God was able to make a way for her. She put her faith and her trust in God. She considered him Faithful, not forgetful. Faithful, not forgetful. Faithful, not forgetful. And sometimes the God you see is the God you get. Because if you only see a carpenter, you just get a nice table made for you and that's it. Sometimes the God you see is the God you get. And I wonder, I wonder if we're stuck where we've been for the last 10 years because that's the God that we see. Because when you start to see him as the one who makes a way, then he'll make a way for you. When you start to see him as a faithful God, he will be faithful to you. When you start to see him as the one who makes a way, as the one who restores, as the one who delivers, you will get that in your life. Who are you? In relationship to who God is to you, how do you see yourself? And how do you see God? The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That is in the Bible. 
The joy of the Lord is our strength. But to have joy, you have to choose joy. And you can't choose joy if you've never learned how to be content. Some of us are always looking for the greener pastures, for the better place to be, for the place it's happening. And we are miserable because we've never learned the secret of receiving the joy of the Lord as your strength, contentment. The God you see is the God you get. And we know, we know that the Bible, and we talk about that in this church, that God would increase you. We talk about, we, we declare it every morning when we, when we receive our offering, that there will be increase in your lives. And yet, you can't even steward what is in your life today. So you stay the same, not because increase wasn't released, but because you didn't have the capacity to steward the things that God has for you. You didn't have the capacity in your life, in your tongue, to steward what God wants to put in your life. And so we stay the same. We declare and we say these beautiful sayings like, uh, I, I, God, that, that I am the tail. I, I am the head, I'll never be the tail. I am the head, I'll never be beneath. How do you become the head of a corporation when you're lazy? We've raised a whole generation that thinks we can actually lead a nation by soaking 24-7. How's that going to work? Like, come on, the word of God. God, 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 his word. The, the, the things of heaven are intensely practical. It wasn't supposed to be that easy, that hard. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is intensely practical. We pray for restoration, that God will restore our families, that God will bring together what has been broken, that God will begin to mend hearts and unite us together as families, and yet we don't know how to forgive. Some of you are sitting here in this room and you know you're hanging on to forgiveness and that forgiveness has stopped the presence and the move of God in your life and you need to go and forgive today. I know this is not what you like to hear but I'm a super practical guy. Do you guys doing okay? Yes. 
Don't worry, I'm going to preach. I just want you to think about just those few things I talked about, just for a moment. Have you ever, have you ever been who you're not just to get what you want? Have you ever showed up at Windward and pretended to fit in just so you can feel like you fit in? Have you ever felt the pressure to be someone you're not. Have you ever felt the pressure to be someone you're not? Have you ever done things to appease those around you so you can feel a sense of belonging? Have you ever prayed just so you can be liked? Have you ever posted a selfie that doesn't look like you? What is a selfie? How come I'm not on social media, but any time I've been on social media, not a whole lot, and I look at some of you guys, you don't look like what you post. And so you settle for the synthetic and not the authentic. And if you're not careful, if we're not careful, that is how we approach God. That we come to God and we present to him what we think we are, but that's not who we are. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus did not die for your selfie. Jesus died for you. Jesus did not pay the price for your selfie. Jesus paid the price for you. Jesus did not bring salvation to selfie. Jesus came for you. It is you he died for. It is you he died for. It is you he died for. It is you he paid the price for. Not your selfie. So good. Come on. Come on. And I feel like sometimes, because we live in this world of selfies, 
And we live in this world of trying to make sure that we look the best we do. We, we, we look that sometimes we have completely missed out on the call of God on our lives. Because we were so busy taking selfies. Because we were so busy making sure we filter selfies to look exactly how we want to look. And in the meantime, we have lost the authentic you. Some of us in this room, we have a million friends on Facebook. And Facebook is raising our children, and Facebook is speaking into our children, and Facebook is, is uh, speaking into our marriages, and yet our marriages are messed up. You have family and community around you, but you choose to engage in people that you will never meet for your life on this earth. And those are the people that are speaking to you. Why? Because there's something about accountability that says... You have to take away your selfie. Take off the mask. Yes. <laughs> Still talking about selfies. <laughs> and so we we filter these pictures we take and we make sure we look really good. If I was on social media, I probably would make sure that I've lost a ton of weight in my selfie and I'm looking really good. And then we post these pictures and then we wait for our friends that know us and people that care nothing about you to respond and tell you who you are. Why do you need a stranger to tell you that you're fearfully and wonderfully mad? Why do you need a stranger to affirm who God has already affirmed in you? And then we have a whole generation of young and not so young, that walk around saying, I don't go to church because I was offended and I was hurt in church. How can you be 20 years old and be offended and hurt by the church already? That makes no sense to me. How is that possible? And there's no breakthrough happening around you because you harbor and forgiveness in your heart. And you can show up. And you can pray. And you can shout. And you can sing. And you can dance. And you can do everything we love to do here. But you still walk in unforgiveness. Unless your shout in public is not louder than your shout. Your shout in private is not louder than your shout in public, then you're not shouting. It is a selfie.
and every, every person, every one of us in this room, me included, knows what it feels like to try and be somebody that you're not. We've all been there. We've all done it. If we're being honest, we've all been there. And if you're being quiet, it's because you've been there. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to you this morning because we sang about Do you want your freedom? How much do you want it? How much do you want your freedom? How much do you want it? How much do you want it? It's not enough to sing about it. Right? Because the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God means that you have to participate in what heaven is doing on earth as it is in heaven. Co-laboring with heaven means you do something. You don't get to sit and pray away. You pray yourself in becoming a wealthy man. It doesn't work. Nowhere in the Bible did Jesus ever show up and make people wealthy. It's not in the Bible. But he showed up for the needy. And there was breakthrough in the name of Jesus. And he showed up for those who were positioned. And he gave wisdom to create wealth. And to make wealth. And to sow into the kingdom of heaven. And to change destinies. And to release purpose into people's lives. And to change cities and nations in the name of Jesus. And as long as you get, as long as you stay with your selfie and you've got your selfie in front of you in, in, in the way of what God wants to do, you will never step into the purpose that he has for you this morning. As long as you have a selfie in the way, there is no breakthrough. As long as there's a selfie in the way, your marriage stays the same. There is no breakthrough in your marriage. Because you have, because true change starts with acknowledgement that God, I need you. That God, I surrender all. Not 20%. That God, I'm going to open up my life and I'm going to give you everything. Father, do what no man can do. Heaven is ready for you. The call of God on your life and his mandate for your life is real. It's not a selfie. He, he, he died for it and he paid the highest price for it. When I was 20, they told me, up the generation that's going to change the world. I am 54 now, and they still tell me I'm the generation that's going to change the world. When do we get to change the world, people? If you live in the mask of your selfie. 
you deny yourself an opportunity to become the greatest catalyst that the world has ever seen around you. If you live behind the mask of your selfie, you deny yourself the opportunity to walk in the purpose and destiny and the freedom that was ordained for you before the beginning of time. If you live in the mask of your selfie, and I know I'm talking to you, some of you this morning, and some of you are laughing because I'm talking directly to you. You have to get yourself out of the way so that God can deal with you and God can change you. And the Bible says, that Jacob got up and he took everything he needed to take. And then after that, he was left alone with God. When is the last time without a selfie you went before heaven and told God, I need you? More than anything, God, it's you that I want in my life. More than the air I breathe. I need you, God. When is the last time? When is the last time? Just you and God and God alone. No selfies. No pretense. When is the last time? If you stay with me, I'll make you happy a little bit. It's okay. But I'm going to talk about this. Because I think sometimes the noise around us and the business of everything that we do every day and the culture we live in, we, you know, we are doing so much and we actually think we are right where God wants us to be. But if you take a step back and ask yourself, when is the last time? I had a date with Jesus. It's easy to shout on a Sunday morning. But can you shout on Tuesday? When we're not there. And can you shout on Friday? When Stacy is not praying for you. That is right. Yeah. That's right. Can you shout? When there's nobody there. It's just you and you and, 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 and God alone. Can you still shout just as loud as you shout here and say that this, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That I'm fearfully, I am wonderfully mad that the God of the universe has created me and called me for a purpose. Can you shout louder in, in secret than you would in public? Can you do that, gentlemen and ladies? Because the breakthrough of heaven is based on our ability to be real, to be authentic, 
not synthetic, not the non-name brand. You are created and called for such a time as this. There is a name from heaven that was put on your life. Justin, you are named because God put that name on your life. And every time we call you, we're calling your destiny out in the name of Jesus. You are not a no-name brand. You are wonderfully, you are fearfully made. You are made and created to change the world. You are created to change your environment. You are created to alter atmospheres. When is the last time you found yourself alone? You and you and God alone. Is that okay? And sometimes, sometimes when God, when God wants to speak to you, and sometimes when God wants to deal with things in your life, that he'll call you or away from your noise and away from your surrounding and away from everything that will cloud your judgment and away from everything that will be from your TVs, from your screens. And some of us need to turn off yeah. our smartphones and our smart. Our gadgets and our smart, whatever, because those things make us dumb. Yeah. We, we make dumb mistakes because we spend too much time on our cell phones. God and God alone is not God and yourself and your cell phone. God and God alone is just you and your smartphone, your iPad. How much time? you spend on your iPad, on your smartphone. I'm not saying phones are bad. I'm just saying if you spend more time on your phone, then you think about heaven. Jacob was left alone with God. I had a brother, my younger brother, his name was James, and <laughs> before he was saved, we all grew up in the same home, the same family, and everybody prayed for us every day. I don't know why he wasn't saved, but anyways, <laughs> he got saved later. But then, so before he was saved, uh, I remember, and this is not, I wasn't there, this is just what was told to me, um, and uh, he had been out breaking into houses, and he had been out uh, doing what he shouldn't be doing, and he was arrested um, and, uh, uh, and put into jail, and our jail cells in Africa, uh, you don't want to be there, you just want to be saved so you don't get to go there. That's super bad, you want to be saved. Right. Anyway, so he went. He was in jail, and uh, um, uh, there was a little room like this, and there was about 50 people crammed in this tiny, tiny room. And then he's standing here, and there's people here. There's people in front of him, and then he looks here, and the guy next to him is dead. 
and he looks on the other side, and that guy is dead. And in front of him, whoever is standing there is dead. It's a true story. And right there, he found himself alone with Jesus. And he cried out. The real James cried out to God. And God answered his prayer. And the real James would go on and plunder church and pastor a church until God called him home. When is the last time? When is the last time? Just you and God. I know you love church and I know you love worship. I know you love the prophetic word. I understand or oh, I love those things too. But when is the last time? Just you and you and God alone. When is the last time you had a date with Jesus? When is the last time? I feel this is really, really important for somebody. That your breakthrough depends on your ability to be able to find margin in your life and make priority for what's important. Jesus. 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 When you read the Bible, and we go through the, uh, uh, the history of the Bible, and we go through the Old Testament, and, uh, and we go through the story of Jacob, we're talking about him a little bit, I'm going to finish in about 10 minutes, okay? Because I have to preach, I haven't preached yet, <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, yeah, but, 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 but it's, 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 really, it's really interesting. It's interesting because uh, um, Jacob's dad is Isaac, his grandfather is Abraham, and we all know the story and what happened within the families and, uh, you know, and all the mess that happened in the families and, uh, and, and all that stuff. You know, it was very dysfunctional. But I feel like that's a word for us this morning, that in spite of where you've come from, your dysfunction of where you've come from and how you were raised does not disqualify you from the destiny and the purpose that God has for you this morning. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter how messed up the situation was. God can still redeem. God can still redeem. God can still redeem. The Bible gives us incredible hope. A hope that never disappoints. I hope that sometimes you can't find in the church. Because sometimes in the church, if you go to church and you behave a certain way, you're not liked anymore. Sometimes we beat up people in the church, then the world beat up, beats up outside the church. And I feel like we have opportunity to align ourselves with heaven and ask God, to do what no man can do. To change our attitudes in terms of how we relate, we relate to people. To change, how, to, to change and teach us how to love and love well. It is not okay where I came from to ask me how I'm doing and keep walking away before I answer you. That is not okay. The biggest call of God on your life is to love Jesus and to love well. Yeah, 
That is it. To love God with everything that's inside of you. And to love the person next to you and love them well. And that's going to cost you something. And I feel like sometimes, sometimes in amazing churches, in, not here, but in a lot of charismatic churches, we lose that. We can shout, I love you, but we can't walk, I love you. We can prophesy that Jesus loves you, but we can't be Jesus to that person and say what you need today. The kingdom of God is intensely practical. It is that simple. It's not about the shout. Because sometimes when you're shouting, I've said this before, you can, feel, you can confuse noise for a shout of victory. We'll call that your selfie shouting. Not the authentic you. Why are we settled for the synthetic when we can have the real deal? Why have you settled for good enough when you can have exceedingly, abundantly, beyond? Why have we settled for I guess this is just my life when the price was paid for you to lead and lead from a place of victory, lead from a place of provision, Read from a place of, I am more than a conqueror because I've conquered some things. I have history with heaven. Why have we settled? Jacob's mother, Rebecca. I'm going to close really quickly, but I have to preach. I just need to preach one more time. Uh, yeah, she, she was not able to have children, right? And she cried out to God. And God heard her cry. And I feel like that's a word for some of us this morning. That there are things that God has spoken to you about and that there are things in your lives that have been locked up and that there are doors that you've knocked and never did open for you and the word is that God paid the greatest price and we see it in this story from barrenhood God gives the twins God can restore what the cankerworm has eaten God can restore what the locust has eaten God can restore He is the only one who can do what no man can do Don't lose hope Don't give up God is still on the throne and his call for your life is still as real, is still as true today as it was when he first called you and gave you that word. He is not a man that he should lie. God has never lied. What he spoke, he will fulfill. You just have to believe. Just believe. Just believe. Just believe. 
that your God is faithful. Just believe that he can come through for you. Just believe that he can make a way for you. Because the God that you see is the God that you get. Just believe. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. All things are possible. So the transition in Jacob's life, he, he, he gets into a wrestle. And he's wrestling. And he's wrestling. He's wrestling with man. And he's wrestling all night. And he's tired. He's tired. He's tired. He's been wrestling all night. And this is what happens. This man touches Jacob. Just like that. It wasn't the touch. If you read the Bible, the touch did not happen in the wrestle. It was intentional. It was deliberate. It was a very light, gentle touch that dislocated the man's hip. And that's when the transition happened and Jacob realized that I'm not just wrestling man. And Jacob realized that I'm not just wrestling man. Something has happened. And at that time, <laughs> Jacob says, he, he has a transition. He says, I will not leave you until you bless me. Because he realized, if you can touch me and break me, you can also bless me. If you can touch me and break me, you must be the God of the universe. If you can touch me and break me with a little touch, I can trust you for my miracle today. If you can touch me and break me, I can go the way for you because you are God. You are the king. Nothing compares to you. That is when the transition happens in the story. And he says... I will not live until you bless me. When is the last time you and you, without your selfie and God alone, got together and you got to tell Jesus, I will not live until you bless me. When is the last time that that transitional peace happened for you? And I feel like every day, this, every day, and in every place, you know, you know, worship was incredible today in reminding us who we serve. And I love when these guys worship. Because even when I come here and I'm not feeling it, And the Bible says, know, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love him and for those who are called according to his purpose. And we know, we know that all things work together for good for those 
who love him and for those who have been called according to his purpose. That is for you and for me. But that is in relationship to your ability to be able to surrender all. For those who love him, when you're in love with him, you are fully surrendered. I wonder, I wonder if we can just do a, all things, all things, all things work together for good. All things, everything, everything. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. I don't care what you did yesterday or you did two years ago. It doesn't matter. All things, everything works together for good. He's the only God that can take your bad and turn it around and make it work for you. He's the only one. There's nobody like our God. All things work together for good to those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. If you're called and you love him everything all things all things all things your mess ups your mistakes everything they work together for good he can turn it around for you he's the only one that can create beauty out of ashes the only God nobody like him nobody else can take ashes in your life and the filth in your life and create beauty out of it for the world to see only God can do that. Only God can do that. God says if you love him and if you're called according to his purpose, he can take everything, everything, everything you've done, everything that beats you up every day, Everything that takes you to bed at night and you wake up in the morning tired because you didn't get any rest. You're thinking about it every day, every minute. He can take everything and make it work for your good. Because he is faithful. Because he's promised. Because he's not a man that is lie. God is faithful. 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 Everything. That is the greatest invitation for all of us. That it doesn't matter how we came here this morning. It matters not what we did yesterday. He doesn't care what you're looking at two nights ago. If you love him, and if you're called according to his purpose, everything, all things, will work together for good. All things will work together for good. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. My story with heaven, your story with heaven is that our God is faithful, but He never fails.
And I wonder, I wonder this morning, I wonder if you'll be authentic enough to not settle for the synthetic. I wonder if this morning you'll be real enough to take off your mask and tell heaven, I'm here. Change me. I'm here. Transform me. I'm here. Heal me. I'm here. Take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it around for good. I'm here, God. I'm here, God. Meet me where I'm at, God. I thank you, Jesus, that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That means it doesn't matter what you did. There is no condemnation. He's the only God that can give you a promise like that. Masks off this morning. No more selfies. Just you and you and God alone. If there are things in your life that you feel the need to hide, if there are areas in your life that God wants to deal with, there's an incredible opportunity this morning for you to walk out of those doors free, completely. It is a free gift. The price was already paid. I'm going to call the ministry team. And maybe Chuck, if you can lead us in nice surrender. Because I feel like we, some of us did. We need opportunity to respond to the word of God this morning. Don't hide behind, behind your mask and walk out those doors the same way you came. God is in the house today and he's here to meet you today. It doesn't matter who's sitting next to you right now. Take off your mask and take off your pretense. It's you and you and God alone, nobody else. If you need healing in your body, step forward. Jesus is in the room. If you need a miracle this morning, come forth. Heaven is in the room. If you've never given Jesus your life, there's opportunity today for you to make the best decision ever made in your life. If you're in pain, come on forth. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus.
Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the work you've done this morning. In the name of Jesus, we give it all to you today, God. No more must, God. We bring ourselves to you just as we are, God. And Father, we thank you for your redeeming power. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that breaks every yoke in our life in the name of Jesus. I bless your people today, God. And I pray that, Father, you'll touch them in ways that no man can touch. you restore what needs to be restored in the name of Jesus. I release healing right now, God. And I pray that, Father, if there's anyone who's sick here this morning, that healing will come to your body in the name of Jesus. Full healing, complete healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you alone are God. And this morning, God, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor, God. All the praise belongs to to you Jesus you are God father come and encounter us oh God hallelujah 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 feel free to come and meet with Jesus you can meet with Jesus where you're at and we bless you and pray that you have a good week in Jesus name <laughs>